0: laboratory in the basement of his home Ah! Hello everyone and welcome back to the show. Today we have one of my favorite types of episodes, a solo episode, where I'm going to break down the seven challenges that independent insurance agents and in the industry in general, seven challenges that we must conquer in 2024. These are things that are absolutely going to impact our business, they're going to impact how we operate and how we navigate them and ultimately overcome these challenges and obstacles are going to determine our success in 2024. And just to kind of not bury the lead here with this video, I do not think 2024 is gonna be an easier year than 2023. And while I thought in general, 2022 was an easier year from 2021 and 2020, obviously coming out of COVID that wasn't necessarily difficult. 2023 seemed to be a step back for me, just increased challenges in the market. The hard market didn't go away and, um, Many of the agents uh, that I'm friends with just having really detailed, nuanced conversations behind the scenes about how to properly position either their agency or other businesses that they own in the space, uh, different insure techs that they may be on advisory boards of or founders of, etc. So many challenges in 2023 that you know it would be nice if my feelings were 2024 was going to be just a straight easier year and things were going to loosen up and we could get back to business as usual. And my friends, I think the idea here is we need to realign what we see as business as usual. The days of just plugging along in the insurance industry seem to be coming to an end. And I've said this before, I've seen this for almost a decade. You can't build your grandfather's agency today. You can't even build your, your mom or dad's agency today. You just can't. The way agencies are built, the way they operate, the things that we have to prioritize, how we structure these businesses are just intrinsically different to how we did business even 10, 15 years ago. In my term in the insurance industry, 18 years, you know, my first years were the traditional model was 100% the way you did business. And for the first two or three years, there was really no shaking that. And it wasn't until that 2008-2009 timeframe when the internet started to kind of be seen as less as a fad and more as a reality that uh, the industry really started on a different trajectory. We lived through the 2016 tech revolution and held our ground. And now this kind of mashup of tech and, and independence has, has really become A symbiotic relationship, which is which is wonderful. Uh, And then obviously we had the COVID years and, and now we're a few years removed from that. And it's what does our baseline look like? And today I'm gonna walk you through the seven challenges that I see in 2024 that we need to think about and properly position our business. Four. And I'm going to run through them real quick, and then we're going to go back and address each individual one. Before we get there, anything that I reference in this video is going to be in the show notes, whether you're listening to the audio podcast or you're watching on YouTube, uh, wherever you're watching or listening, I highly encourage you to subscribe to the show so that you get more episodes. I'm going to be doing more and more of these solo episodes where I'm breaking out specific topics and breaking them down for you guys and, uh, and, and. If you want the deep dive, if you want the behind the scenes, if you want to really take your business to the next level, depending on when you're listening to this, go to masterclass.insure. That's masterclass.insure and you can either join the waiting list for my insurance growth masterclass, which is going to be a, a mastermind deep dive into everything I know, everything my network knows, everything that I've learned over the last 18 years in this business. Uh, and if we've already launched, then you can join at that link as well. So that's masterclass.insure. There'll be a link below and links to everything that we talk about today. So what are the seven challenges specifically? So the first one is going to be uh, the hard market and and really a 1A is that um, carrier appointments aren't going to get easy, any easier to come by. Uh, I think we overvalue carrier appointments and I'm going to dig into that a little bit, but Uh, 1 and 1A are really the hard market and ultimately our access to markets to shop and place our customers are just going to be more difficult in 2024 than they were even in 2023. I see a consolidation in in appointments. Uh, Carriers are focused on uh, looking at things like contingency payments, uh, bonuses, and all that kind of stuff, um, they're just reducing that and really focusing their efforts, particularly on middle market to larger agencies or high growth agencies. I think particularly the, say, $2 million in revenue or below agency is going to continue to face uh, an uphill battle, headwinds, whatever you want to say. Uh, in you know, in getting market access, and and this is why I think you see a big move in our industry to MGA. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, number two is this is an election year. Twenty twenty four is an election year, which means things are about to get crazy. Uh, the world is going to become filled with distractions, filled with turmoil. We're seeing it in multiple wars in twenty twenty three. And while you know it's easy to say, "Wow, well, I I don't think about that kind of stuff," or "I don't watch the news," it's going to impact your life and. I believe that to not address it early is gonna be uh, is, is naive. So we're gonna come back to the elections. Uh, three is a remote workforce and outsourcing. Four is AI. Five is um, limited help coming from technology partners. I'm gonna describe that one because obviously I love insure tech and I love technology and what it can do for us. Uh, number six is who do we trust? And number seven is organic growth. So let's get back into the hard market. Uh, One of the biggest things that I've been getting since I have decided to launch uh, Finding Peak, my insurance consulting firm, is, you know, Ryan, how are we supposed to grow when we don't have market access? How were you able to get, uh, you know, north of 60 different markets for your previous agency? Uh, What did that look like? How did you address them uh, get this question a lot. I'm going to do a whole video on this particular topic. So make sure you're subscribed either to the podcast or YouTube. If you want to get that, that's going to be coming out in January. And we're going to be doing deep dives into that in the insurance growth masterclass. But when it comes to getting markets, the way I look at this My viewpoint has changed on this many different times. You can go very broad and take every appointment you can possibly get, or you can focus in on a few appointments and become very, very good at them. Uh, One, I I did have uh, one uh, extremely viral video on LinkedIn. I will try to find it and have it linked up in the show notes below from i think it was 2023 it it may even been uh late 2022 but i'm pretty sure it was 2023 where i said what if we all just we should all just become you know hartford captive agents and the idea there was their back end their uh portal was so robust so easy to use so easy to train my team on that you know despite the fact that only having one market is never necessarily a good idea and it's just not good risk management for your agency focusing in on the carriers that make your job easy That uh, you know, and this and something we don't often think about is how much time it takes to train our people on a particular carrier system. So carriers will come to you and they talk to you about their appetite and the 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 niche markets they want to go after and the products they have and their pricing and et cetera and all that is great. But when the rubber really meets the road, if you if their system is tough to deal with, tough to train your people on, it takes up too much time. Your people are going to avoid that market, and you're going to spend an inordinate amount of time pushing them to go back to that market and just the friction uh, in the pace of business is going to struggle. So uh, I think thinking about our carrier appointments from the standpoint of pick, you know, if you don't have the carriers you want today, it may make sense to join a network. That that just may be the answer. Uh, I think there are a lot of incredible networks out there. SIA, uh, my previous uh, employer being one of them. Um, I can't, you know, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings on networks, some people love them, some people don't um but I will tell you, having lived in that world for a while, if you're a good fit for a network, they're incredible places and there's all different varieties um uh insurance soup has a tremendous um has a tremendous program that they're building out if you're if you're in that market if that's if that's kind of where you want to go uh there's obviously uh s i a as i stated before. Um, And I actually have a couple uh, podcast interviews coming up with people involved in the network space, just to give you guys a broader understanding of what they are, uh, how you make that determination as to whether to join one and how to maximize your participation in a network or aggregator. Uh, The other option is to look at MGAs and to build your book using MGAs. Now you take, you know, there's a little bit of workflow, but there are some new MGAs that That out there that are making this flow very easy. A lot of them tend to be niched, so you may have to have a few of them, uh, but a broad spectrum of quality MGAs and wholesalers is probably going to be your best answer until you can really dial in and focus on the carrier appointments that you want. So figuring out who you're going to work best with, making sure that they're a market that is easy to work with. And and when I say easy, I I literally mean getting the information into their system and getting information out. The the harder that process is, uh, if they don't do download, et cetera, you're you're going to struggle with your people to actually get in there. And you probably feel that today. So, you know, it may seem weird to say, I don't want to do business with you, carrier uh, A, not because I don't think you're great people or great pricing, but Quite literally, it just takes too much time to use your system. That is something I think we have to work into today's mindset. So um, so number one is overcoming this hard market. We're going to talk about organic growth at the end. The only way to beat the hard market, in my opinion, is organic growth. There's going to be plenty of people talking about M&A. And doing MA and MA is very important. But for most of you listening and watching this, organic growth is the key to this hard market. We have to beat it. We can't give in. We can't throw our hands up in the air. Uh, there are ways to beat the hard market through organic growth. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that at the end. And ultimately, the insurance uh, or, or the masterclass.insure, my insurance growth masterclass program is going to be uh, where I teach you guys exactly how to do that. All right, that's number one. Uh, Challenge number two, the elections. Let's put this just in a broad spectrum, social upheaval, social discourse, uh, turmoil, uh, international stuff. You know, there's going to be tons of election nonsense. And, you know, regardless of what team you're on or who you're voting for or where you like to position yourself. One, I do not believe that you should stick your head in the sand. If you're one of those people that like, you know, I don't have time to think about the elections. Understand you're part of the problem you're part of the problem that we face today. There are too many good people who are smart and thoughtful who are not engaged in the conversation of what's happening in the political arena, and it's how we get to places like this where we are ultimately presented with two options that no one is happy with, you know, and and we end up fighting each other for for the lowest common denominator solution in our political system, and and that's a shame you know, and and I'm not, this is not about getting involved in politics. I just do not think, I do not think that the answer to what's coming in 2024 with the election cycle is to stick your head in the sand. Now we have to be very careful about the distractions that come with allowing your mind to open up to these types of things. Uh, we have all the society stuff that's going on, all the, you know, wokeism and social justice and, and all this kind of stuff. And how do we handle that in the workplace? And, and uh, some of that seems to be coming out in the wash, but uh, we just we have we have to make time to allow our brains to consider these topics that we have perspective and understanding, but not allow it to overwhelm us to the point where it takes over our lives and uh, we're not doing our work, which is focused on growing our business, taking care of our family, taking care of our our employees, our team, our, our teammates, et cetera. So very tough one but the this we have to be aware elections are coming. it's going to cause turmoil in your life. It's going to take up brain cycles so, cordon off time, time block, maybe once a week for 20 minutes, you engage in the news just to know what's going on or, or you take, you know 20 minutes on a Tuesday morning and 20 minutes on a Friday morning or a Saturday morning just to engage your brain in those topics so you ha- you're aware of what's happening so if there are changes that you need to make if there are things you need to do uh it, you know you don't want to get blindsided by a customer who has an opinion on something that you've never even considered and don't know how to answer or how to relate to and I don't think it's okay in 2024 to be like well I just don't do politics that to me is a cop out that's that's not you know if we're if we're talking straight insurance terms that's not proper risk management for your life or your business so be aware it's coming but don't allow it to take over its life it's a it's a it's a tightrope uh, we can talk more about this. Um, you know, I'd love your thoughts for how you do that, guys. If you're listening on the YouTube channel or you're listening uh, via podcast, head over to the YouTube channel. Love for you to comment. YouTube's a great place to comment on these episodes. Uh, would love your thoughts on how you're handling hard markets, elections, or any of these other topics. Share them in the comments below. We can get a conversation going and really use this video and and ultimately conversations we have on future videos as you know placeholders for important conversations in our industry. So. Uh, Okay, so number one, hard market. Number two, elections. Number three, remote workforce. This one's been coming for a long time, but VAs, uh, big big part of the conversation, seem to have had a a huge push, and now uh, we seem to be maturing into that conversation a little bit. There are a lot of people who still are hesitant to engage VAs. I completely understand that. I'm going to give you, let's take Let's take, when we think about remote, let's take virtual assistants out. Let's take uh, virtual assistants outside of the United States. Let's take them out of the conversation for just a second. And we're going to put a pin in them. I want to come back to a remote workforce. I cannot tell you how many people... Multiple dozens, 50 plus, 50 plus people over the last six months have sent me messages either on LinkedIn or Instagram asking about how we hired at my previous agency because we were able to get people from all over the country, high quality people. We have to start expanding our workforce outside of our local community. It is great to have people who live in your in your local community, especially if your local community is the primary source of business, right? We want people integrated in. However, if you limit your your recruiting to just individuals who live within a 20 mile or 50 mile radius of your agency location, you are so drastically reducing the talent pool that you can pull from. And there's no reason why, say, if you're in Tennessee, you can't have an account manager who lives in Florida, who's licensed in Tennessee that just works remotely and can handle all kinds of incredible work. I think, you know, if, if people do still walk in, yeah, maybe you need to have a receptionist, but that doesn't mean if you have four account managers, all four of them have to be sitting in that building. You can outsource to, to another state, or if you're, you know, again, if you're going to go all the way to a VA, another country, uh, there's all kinds of different services that can help you with that, uh, agency VA, et cetera, all the competitors. If you Google them, you'll find them, uh, you know, pick one that works for you that you like working with, but remote teams are going to allow you to maximize your ability to spend dollars and get human optimized results back. You just, there's just not enough people in our space, in these local communities to pull high quality talent. If you can God bless you. If you're in a major metropolitan area, can you probably find people? Yes. But for most agencies out there, especially my rural agencies, my Northern agencies, it is very, very difficult with how, and I, and I say Northern because uh, a lot of the Northeastern agencies tend to be uh, grouped in, in uh, there's many of them in small communities. There's a, a tighter concentration of agencies in the Northeast. So, you know, it tends to be hard to pull from talent or the talent just kind of, uh, bounces from agency to agency. And if you're looking to get fresh blood in, I highly recommend look for, look for single moms look for moms with young children in particular. This is a market that many traditional agencies toss these women out or do not give them good work environments or uh, really make their lives very difficult. They're incredible professionals, licensed, wonderful. And if you can deal with a little flexibility in your schedule, you can pick up absolute rock stars who will will change the course of your industry. It, it It happened at Rogue Risk 100%. And I cannot tell you enough how many women are sitting on the sidelines because they don't fit the traditional model of an independent insurance industry that if you can... What's up, guys? Sorry to take you away from the episode, but as you know, we do not run ads on this show. And in exchange for that, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, I would love for you to subscribe, share... Comment if you're on YouTube, leave a rating review if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, et cetera. This helps the show grow. It helps me bring more guests in. We have a tremendous lineup of people coming in, uh, men and women who've done incredible things, sharing their stories around peak performance, leadership, growth, sales, the things that are going to help you uh, grow as a person and grow your business. But they all check out comments, ratings, reviews. They check out all this information before they come on. So as I reach out to more and more people and want to bring them in and share their stories with you, I need your help. Share the show. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. And i love for you to leave a comment about the show because I read all the comments. Or if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating review of this show. I love you for listening to this show. And I hope you enjoy it. Listening as much as I do, creating the show for you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Let's get back to the episode. Find them and bring them in. Even though they may not live in your community, they can provide tremendous value to your agency and and help your clients. So I think we have to deal with the remote workforce. And then obviously, there's tons of stuff to talk about with VAs, but to maximize the the human capital that we have in our agencies, we have to start thinking about our business as remote first. Okay. Uh, That's number three. Number four. Artificial intelligence, guys, this isn't hype. Artificial intelligence is not hype. And and, and we're going to do a lot on artificial intelligence this year. Uh, not like foo-foo-y, you know, everything's gonna end. I want to teach you guys, and and you know, I have some some friends in the industry who are gonna help me do this, and we're gonna be sharing. Some of them are just thought leaders, some of them own agencies, some of them have actual tools that we can use. We're gonna be talking a lot about how we can leverage artificial intelligence because this is a this is a game changer. This isn't this is an internet level 2000, you know, 1999 to 2004 level shift in how we work. And if, if you are head in the sand on artificial intelligence, you're going to get mowed down. And I don't mean to be not this year right now. I'm not saying this year, if you don't engage in artificial intelligence, it's all over. I'm not, I'm not, not being so pessimistic or, or apocalyptic. I'm saying, this is a, this is a keystone shift, a monumental point in, in our in our culture, in our world, not just in our industry. And if you're one of the agencies that are starting to think about how these tools, even if they're just saving some time for your marketing team or saving some time for your agents by by using this tool or that tool, and you're just starting to cut some extra minutes out by leveraging the scalability of, of artificial intelligence and the automation that comes with it, then you're going to start to see small benefits, right? Incremental changes. I'm not saying you scoop out and you know, your sales force put in a chat bot and everything changes for the better. No, that, that's, that's, that we're not there yet. We're not even close to there, but I can tell you there's a lot of people working on solutions that are uh, producer enablement tools that when they're ready, when they're fully ready for the market, are going to be game changers. It's not going to be this year necessarily, they're not mature enough, but over the next 3, 5, certainly 10 years, the way we think about artificial intelligence will be the way we think about Wi-Fi and the internet today. It's just part of how we operate. And I highly encourage you to start to adopt this this year. Make make finding one or two one or two AI tools and implementing them and really starting to capture value out of them, a priority. And uh, uh, I promise it's going to open your mind to what's out there. Again, lots of education needs to happen. Lots of learning, lots of conversations, lots of exposure to different tools that are there, different technologies, but we cannot stick our hand head in the sand with AI. This is not a fad. This isn't something that's just going to come in and go. This is something that we will we're not even going to realize is there one day. That's the scary part. And I don't want to go too deep on this topic right now, but there will come a day in our lives when AI is so ubiquitous, so integrated into everything we use that we're not even going to realize it's there. And if that's when you wake up to AI you could be in trouble, right? You're going to have competitors that are that have created such a gap between you and them that it'll be hard to catch up, and that's what I worry about. So, uh, again, and the cool here's a cool thing about AI. Right now, it's very democratized. You do not have to be a huge mega business, you know, mega agency, top 100 to adopt, implement, and reap value from AI. So now's the time to engage. Again, big topic, especially if you're an agency owner, you have 10,000 things on your brain, but guys, if we can find small places to start to try these tools out, and I'm going to have tons of information over the next year coming out as we really dive in this and and Finding Peak really catches its legs uh, as uh, the premier insurance consulting firm around organic growth in our industry. That's, that's what I'm positioning Finding Peak as. So... Guys, uh, lots to come on AI. Just do not stick your head in the sand. All right, so we've gone through four major challenges, the hard market, elections and the distractions associated with such, remote workforce and really thinking remote first, artificial intelligence. Um, Number five, uh, I listed as um, a limited in-industry tech help. And what I mean by that is not to knock the insure tech uh, founders and CEOs and and entrepreneurs out there. I, I love you guys. I've invested in uh, a dozen or so different tools and track them and keep up with those founders and uh, want to you know help. I believe in those tools and what they can do for our industry. So I, I'm a huge believer in SureTech. I don't see any tool coming that just changes the game, right? There's no like, help coming from some tool that you implement it and press a button and all of a sudden AI and remote workforce and VPNs and download and but all this stuff just gets fixed. Like that's not happening. So if you're waiting for the perfect tech solution, you're, you're never going to find it. That's more of my point. We we can't, there is not uh, an easy button tech solution. There's not this, um, you know, One tool or one, you know, piece of technology that's going to come in and change everything. We have to be smart about our tech solutions and we have to really take them seriously and positioning our agency with tech, both in industry and out of industry. Is so important, and there's tremendous conferences. I did a whole, um, I did a, a keynote at Jason Cass's Indie Tech event uh, back in August on this topic. I'm going to be speaking at Indie Tech again. It's a tremendous event. I highly, uh, uh, I highly encourage you to consider uh, attending Indie Tech. Um, there are tons of conferences around technology. It can become overwhelming, and uh, I. Promise you, uh, listeners of this show, to be a purveyor of solid tech solutions, both solutions. And I will be very candid and upfront with the solutions that I've invested in and believe in, and the ones that are on just because I'm interested and want to learn more. And I hope that transparency will give you the ability to trust recommendations, ideas, and, and the people that I put in front of you. But um, there is no easy button coming. We have to be smart about our tech solutions and we have to keep our eyes open and our ears open. Because piecing together the right tech solution, committing to it, and working through what inevitably will be certain aspects of that tech solution that just aren't perfect for your workflow and is is a big part of making 2024 a success. One of the major... Regrets that I have with Rogue Risk was how often we switch technology solutions. And again, I think with a with a with a early agency, with a young agency, it makes a little more sense that you would that you would flail a little between tech solutions as you try to find one that fits best. But we changed a little too often. I tried to chase a few too many rabbits, and while we were still very successful, uh, that would be one of the major things that I would change about uh, launching Rogue Risk. Is I just Kept chasing the rabbit because I had these ideas of things that I wanted to happen, and found that there isn't a perfect tool. And, and at face value, that makes complete sense. But and, and many of you are going, yeah, Ryan. You know that's kind of your personality. Maybe maybe you believe that's my person. I think it is my personality. I think that my personality is always to push, always to try, always to try to find better things. And I want you to know that. Uh, in doing so i i this was a failing of mine this is something that i'm working on as a, as a human but but also as a leader as a business professional and we'll work on uh, with my clients at finding peak is you know picking technology solutions committing to them and then finding ways to work and optimize and create that human optimized agency inside the tools you already have because changing is a major problem when you do change we want to change with a purpose know why we're changing and understand the benefits we're trying to get out of that change. So I'm not saying just stick with where you are. I'm saying just, we have to be purposeful in the technology that we choose. And when we do commit to a piece of tech, we commit to it. Uh, cause that rapid changing in systems just destroys company culture. It destroys productivity. Uh, and it's just, it wastes so many brain cycles. So, uh, so just, we want to be careful through that and we'll talk. Uh, all right. That's number five, number six, who to trust. Uh, Depending on when you're listening to this, uh, I am having this conversation with Billy Williams, one of my uh, great friends in the industry and a mentor, someone I have uh, the most respect for uh, in the insurance industry. Uh, he wrote an entire post on LinkedIn, which I'll have referenced below in the in the comments and show notes about, uh, you know, we have to be, basically his thing is, we ha- there are a lot of people who have not seen any success in our industry and are you know, kind of punting, working through being an agent and are now trying to teach people how to do things that they may have learned. And I guess his thought was really like, we have to be careful of hucksters. We have to be careful of people who do not necessarily understand what they're talking about, but want to share and sell you something um, that may or may not work for you. And look, like my response, and I, and I, I don't I agree with Billy on a lot of what he said, but my response to him and and the reason that I'm sharing this on the show is because Billy and I are going to be having a full conversation on this topic, which I cannot wait for. So if you're listening to this out in the future of this release, then go back and find the Billy episode. If not, it's coming. Um, But my point was, yes, we have to be careful of hucksters, of charlatans, of people who would... Uh, uh, willingly sell us something that has limited to no value. We have to be very careful of that. At the same time, we do not want to stifle young voices. There was a time 15 years ago when I'd only been in the business two, two and a half years, and I was starting to share things that I was learning in digital marketing. And that allowed me to, I think, be one of the major voices in this industry around digital, around content, around what was possible in social, around building brand. In particular, this idea, this broader idea of inbound marketing, what it could do for an agency to adopt a philosophy of inbound marketing. And since then, there have been a tremendous number of agencies that have built off of my concepts that have shared their own voices. And what I worry is that if we stifle young voices or young in industry voices, et cetera, that we lose, we risk losing insights that are new, that are um, nuanced, that are novel. We, we, we risk losing those ideas, we risk losing those voices if we stifle them. And, and, and Billy came back and we had a tremendous, we're having a tremendous conversation on LinkedIn. Tons of people have chimed in. I, I, I encourage you to go to the show notes of this episode and and visit that link and and share your ideas on that post because how do I think it's just a balance, right? We have to balance and and be mindful of who are we listening to, who do we trust. Um, and really, you know, I, I did a whole thing on Instagram about this. I I put a lot of content on Instagram. So if we're not connected there, I encourage you to do that. It tends to be more specifically focused on. Uh, personal growth and growth as in, as a leader. So like leadership and, and business and life, et cetera, that's kind of where Instagram stuff is. It's not specific to the insurance industry, but I wrote, I I put this whole piece together on Instagram around um, incentives dictate action. So when you're trying to figure out who to trust, who to follow, who, who to bring into your headspace and allow to impact how you think and how you approach your business, um, look at their incentives, right? How are they incentivized? Uh, if if their incentives do not align with your incentives, or if you can't understand what their incentives are to be doing the thing they're doing, then you may want to think deeper about what they're saying, where they're coming from, the advice they're giving, right? Um, you know, and, and I have to, I have to be completely candid with this, you know, Billy's post, you know, made me really think about myself, right? Like, uh, I have a very specific situation, which I have discussed on the show and, and do not feel the need to do again in terms of I had an agency. I'm not with that agency anymore, and now I'm a consultant. And, yes, I am selling coursework and a mastermind in the masterclass, um, the insurance growth masterclass. I'd like to believe after 18 years, uh, being an agent for eight you know, founding an agency and and running an agency and growing an agency for almost four, uh, being part of agency nation, trustchoice.com and Bold Penguin, et cetera, and all the speaking and all the consulting that I've done over that time that I do have something to sell and I can be trustworthy. But, but I, I also understand that, that people may question, you know, if you, and I've had multiple people reach out to me and say, Hey, why not just start another agency? Right? If you, if you actually had, if you actually, and I'm doing air quotes for those watching on YouTube, uh, uh, for those for those listening at home, those can see me do it on on YouTube. If, you know, if you were so successful, why not just start another agency? And I, if I'm being candid, the answer is I just got kind of burnt out running a retail agency every day. Not not the insurance stuff, not the growth stuff, not the marketing stuff. I got burnt out on. Downloads not working and the agency management system not talking to this system and this carrier's got a problem with this. And these guys, you know, I can't get a hold of this underwriter. And this, you know, just all the all the nonsense. So much of our business is nonsense. It's just absolute nonsense that isn't running and growing the agency. So what makes being an agency principal so difficult is that how do you, you know, managing that time, et cetera. And I just I'm kind of burnt out on that for a little while. I'm not saying I would never run a retail agency again, but I think I want to see if what I know, what I've learned um, over these 18 years, over all the conversations, if I can teach others how to apply it to their businesses and see similar growth, right? I've I've shown that I can do it in an agency that I'm working every day. I now want to see if I can teach these concepts to others, to you guys and get you similar growth, help you build that foundation that, you know, frankly, I didn't even realize it was a hard market until I started realize, Until I started reading all the articles. We were just cranking. So um, I would love to teach others. I want to teach others. That's my, you know, and obviously I want to get paid for that, but uh, I, I, it made me question myself. And I think that's a good thing. And um, I'm excited to share that with you, but who we trust is going to be a big one. You put the wrong people in between your ears, and you can take actions that ultimately could be detrimental to your business. And that's uh something we just have to be careful about. Uh, especially with more and more people wanting to sell products, courses, etc. Um, I don't want mine to get lost in the noise. I want it to add value, and that's probably where my own um Desire comes from, you know, uh, we're not without our own insecurities. I want it to be the most valuable course you've ever taken. I want you to feel like uh, confident that uh, you have someone in myself and the team that I'm building at Finding Peak that can help you get to where you want to be. But uh, I also know that I'm surrounded by tons of others who look and may sound similar, but don't actually know what they're doing. And just want to take your money and give you, you know, limited value. And how do you separate yourself? Um, That's something that I have to overcome in 2024 as I try to help you guys. So uh, last but not least, organic growth. Our businesses may be improving in certain, you know, know, I know a lot of agencies that are having, you know, have banner years in 2023 that didn't grow organically because premiums went up and et cetera. Um, that is, to me, you're playing Russian roulette. If you're not constantly focused on organic growth, I feel like you're playing Russian roulette with your business, right? A carrier could come in and wipe out contingencies. We've seen carriers dropping commission rates. Uh, we've seen carriers go out of business. We've seen entire niches get obliterated because of changes in laws or because of the pandemic, et cetera. And if we're not constantly and unendingly and just neurotically focused on organic growth, then we're putting our business in jeopardy. So organic growth and and just, just being an absolute monster on organic growth, it, it should be number one goal in 2024 for me, Or you know, from my perspective. It doesn't mean you can't focus on m a It doesn't mean you can't focus on retention. It doesn't mean you can't focus on, um, you know, doing all the other things that can help improve growth, renegotiating contracts with carriers. If you can get that done, good luck. Um, but if you're growing, if you're putting new business on the books and have a systema- systematized process for for uh, putting consistent numbers on the board, for maximizing the output of your production team and your production team doesn't just mean your your frontline producers, then you don't have to worry about all that other nonsense. That other stuff just comes out in the wash. Carriers come to you. They want to offer you benefits and bonuses because you're growing, right? You don't have to worry about losing one niche or another because you're growing. You don't have to worry about this new technology or some employee going crazy for a day because you have systems and processes in place that create foundational, consistent, organic growth in your agency. You set that up in 2024 and the other six things become, you know, fun things you think about on the weekends. Right? Organic growth in 2024. Don't rest on your contingencies. Don't rest on premiums increasing. You know, don't rest on referrals. Referrals are just one source of organic growth. We have to find ways to build consistent foundation, foundational inbound traffic to our business uh, and, and processes that allow us to grow and grow. And grow and put numbers on the books. That's that's the game. Uh, M and A is great if you can buy agencies. There's opportunities in the market. Uh, looks like rates might be coming down. I've heard some rumors around that. I'm not uh, a Fed chairman or anything, or uh, nor do I know one or pretend to be one. But from the you know economic uh, people that I read. Looks like we may get a, a few uh, drops in rates. Which, if you have loans on your business and that's holding you up, if you took small business loan out, maybe maybe there's some some relief there. Uh, there may be some relief in the M and A market in terms of uh, liquidity, uh, possibly coming back. But who the hell knows? If for my money, even if I am interested in either selling or buying this year, for, you know M and A stuff, I'm I'm laser focused on organic growth. Grow, 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 grow. And what's funny is if you do that, everything else seems to become easy. Um I don't know if you agree with that. Well, that's been my that has been my experience throughout my career is that if you can figure out organic growth, everything else everything else becomes easier. Probably a better way to put it. So guys uh, so that's the seven hard market elections slash distractions, uh, building a remote first workforce, understanding AI, um, uh, coming to the realization that there's no easy button insure tech tool that's going to make, you know, change the game for you that you're going to have to figure out how to work with the tools you have and and leverage them. There's a lot of great tools in the industry. That's not a knock. Just uh, we don't want to, you know, I hope you're not thinking there's some like universal solution coming. Uh, We have to be very careful with who we trust, where we spend our mind, where we allow our brain cycles to spend time. And ultimately, guys, organic growth. Organic growth is the reason that I founded Finding Peak. It's why I called the mastermind, the insurance growth masterclass, is that to me, organic growth is the linchpin to not just survival, but thriving in the independent insurance space. You can be great at M&A. That's awesome. But organic growth leads to M&A opportunities. So organic growth, organic growth, organic growth. My friends, I love you for watching this show. I know we're at about 40 minutes, uh, which is probably long uh, for a solo episode, but I hope you found value in this. If you have comments, questions, et cetera, uh, leave them in the comments on YouTube, or you can share this on social comment there. Uh, You can always reach out to me if you're have questions about what's coming with the insurance growth masterclass. If you're looking for uh, uh, a speaker this year, I'm kind of reengaging in the speaking tour. I uh, have a couple really interesting keynotes, breakouts, workshops, et cetera, uh, that are packaged up and ready to roll for 2024. Uh, dates are starting to fill up already, which is very exciting. I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of you in person again. Uh, it's been a, a, a couple years of of light speaking, and and really, uh, I want to take this message out to the world. So there's that. And if you need consulting help, reach out Ryan at FindingPeak.com. That's Ryan at. Findingpeak.com. Reach out. Let's talk. I love you guys for listening to this show. Let's absolutely crush 2024. I'm out of here. Peace. I'm going to <laughs>